0: Betrayal was the biggest, I think, feeling at that moment, and and just, you know, disbelief that that could be going on in my home and in my marriage.
1: When Jenny discovered her husband's emotional affair, she was devastated. Thankfully, she found resources at our website to heal her marriage.
2: I think Focus on the Family
0: has been almost like a conduit to kind of pull together um, two lives that's been broken, it pulls them together through brokenness, through hurt and heartache.
1: I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can rescue more hurting marriages like Jenny's and give families hope. Please join our marriage restoration team by calling 800-the letter A in the word family or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash hope and your gift will be doubled. Okay, I know that as a dad, there
0: have been moments when it feels like my plate is overflowing and somehow I've got to squeeze time in for my family, especially for my kids. That's not the way I want to operate. It's just how life goes sometimes. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I remember a season when, not too long ago, you were working full-time here, getting a team up and running, um, leading strategy for that team. You were working on your PhD. It felt like you had zero bandwidth, (laughs) but you still had kids at home that needed
3: Mm -hmm. you. you. How did you make all that work? Yeah, it was tricky. I still remember... Working on the dissertation, and uh, I vividly remember this moment, typing and thinking, I really would rather be spending time with my kids right now. And here I am writing this long paper. And about I could, parenting. About parenting, that's right. <laughs> and I could see them in another room, and they were doing things, and my wife was with them, and I was typing away, I was typing away, and pretty soon I just closed the computer, and I said, ah, enough right now. I I really want to spend time with them. And it really, it took moments of me being fully aware of that. And then I checked in with my kids as well. Hey, Mm. how's this going? I know this is a busy season. I'm not spending as much time as I would love to spend with you guys. And it's, you guys didn't get to choose that. This is only dad you get, right? And I want to be the best I can be. What am I missing? Mm-hmm. They totally understood. They said, dad, we have homework now. We're teenagers. We have high school. Oh. We, have, we have a lot of homework. How about we sit with you? And we figured that one out where we would take breaks together and we had to figure out those busy seasons, but it was busy yeah, and it was not as much time as I would have liked. And sometimes the chore list still accumulates things that need to be done at home. And I need to make sure I balance those things out where I just pause. Either we're going to do a job together or we're going to go for a walk together but it takes intentionality. Otherwise, you can easily, and I've noticed this. I've done this few weekends where I go, wait, we didn't spend as much time as I could. We were there, yeah. and we were all doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. It just takes awareness. doesn't mean you failed. It just means be aware of it and do it better the next time.
0: And, and I'm going to just piggyback on that. I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but here's the headline. Don't write a book when you have young kids in the home. Because <laughs> I was writing a book about being a first-time dad when my sixth child poked me in the back with a stick, and I'm trying to ignore him. I'm trying yeah. to write this great book about being a good dad, and he wants to play. Yeah. And boy, the Lord got a hold of me really quickly in that circumstance. And okay. so it's like I did the same thing. It's like, shut shut the computer down. Yeah. Let's pick up the stick. Let's play sword fight. And it, it was 10 minutes. And then mm-hmm. he was happy. He wandered off after that and was like, okay, we had fun. And that meant something to him. Uh, that ties right into the conversation we're going to hear now with Julie Lavender. Jim
1: Daly and I spoke with her. She explained why it's good to take time and play with your kids. Let me ask you about those special moments. As I mentioned in the opening, I mean, we're so busy. We're getting lunches ready, and moms particularly. I mean, dads out the door, maybe some work-at-home moms are, you know, maxed out too, you know, whether they're working outside the home and they're working in the home, whatever. But the point of that is I'm exhausted. To think about those little things, those little things are going to just wipe me out if I'm trying to think about writing a note to Junior. And, you know, so how do you convince yourself this is important enough that you need to do it?
2: Well, I, I think we have to be intentional. I know that's a word that gets overused about being intentional, but I, I do think we have to. I mean, we're intentional about taking our vitamins or, you know, getting up and doing devotional or getting our shower and getting dressed. And when we're intentional about those things, if it only takes a few minutes to do some of these small things, then it is so vitally important, I believe. Um, And I, I don't want it to feel like one more burden that the family's you know, that the parents have to do because we are so busy, but we can just add some little something. And even if we don't do something every day, you know, even if it's just a couple of times a week, the children are going to look back and think they're going to remember those things. They might not remember, oh, we didn't do it every day, but, you know, they can think back and know that That they did something like that. and I
1: I like that. Let's get into it so people can get their heads around what we're talking about. Uh, You have many suggestions, 365 of them in the book, on how to show your child love. But you kind of break them down into categories. One is showing them love outside. So, uh, give us a couple of examples of showing your kids' love outside
2: well, one of the ways that we found to do that, my husband is a, a biologist slash entomologist by trade, and so he does an amazing job of teaching the kids to appreciate god's creations and nature and so we love to get outside and look for critters. We try to listen, we try to observe with all five senses, and, you know whether you can be whether you're playing outside if you engage with what the kids are doing and say, oh, listen to that bird. Did you see that squirrel? You know, teach them to enjoy nature and appreciate nature. So you don't nature. need a
1: degree to do that, I guess. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, <hope> not. <laughs>
2: definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but then we would also uh, so we would just do, do things fun while they were playing, but then we would also be real deliberate. Uh, one of my daughter's favorite memories is having stick races every time we found a stream. <laughs> and every family member would have to get a stick and it would have to be something a little short stick and it would have to be noticeably different so that we could throw it in at one end, run around to the other to see who's stick won the race. And my daughter just still thinks that was one of the most fun things. See, yeah. I'd go
1: get a popsicle stick. What about you, John?
2: Well, that uh, That's probably. sleek
1: and good. has a flat look bottom. i something
3: big that has I think it,
1: it would glide through that water. <laughs> okay. What do you think? I think you'd win. Carry one around in your pocket. <laughs> and then, okay, so what, what's another category? Um,
2: fireflies. We love to, uh, when, the, uh, when it's firefly season, we love to make sure we, we do that. We have awakened the kids in the middle of the night. Uh, early the hours, if there was a meteor uh, shower, oh yeah, and we would lay on the blanket, lie on the blankets and watch for the stars to fall. Um, we love to collect rocks and acorns just because, and compare size. So, so many jumping, jumping in puddles, playing with bubbles. You know, they can be very <laughs> little, simple memories. But if we just keep in mind to do those things, rather than hmm. just be with them, but just be a little bit more intentional too to let do me, those things. Let me
1: ask you why. Um, some parents and you know moms tend to be the ones that lead this challenge and I get that I I would wish more dads would be that creative engaged person and you know hopefully some dads are but why do we struggle doing these things I mean this is what makes life
2: fun I think it does make life fun I, I think I know for me because there were many times that I feel like all I could do was get the kids up get them dressed Teach them a little and put them back in bed at night. So I think it's just that we're constantly thinking what we need to do next, what's for dinner, uh, when do we need to go to the grocery store. Um, Does or, that
1: just get overwhelming to us then? Is I, that the it issue? It gets very overwhelming. Hmm. I think so. We don't have capacity.
2: I think so. I think we just fill up with that capacity, and I think we need to give ourselves grace with that. But I think maybe we need to rethink priorities, and you know, maybe not. Me, I, I shouldn't have worried quite as much about what was going to be for dinner. I needed to be more fully engaged with the kids mm. when I was playing with them outside. Mm. Yeah.
0: I like what you just said there about playing with them outside because um, it would be easy to say, okay, kids, I'm going to show you love by getting you out of my hair and outside. Uh, here in Colorado, we don't get lots of water. I remember when our children were maybe middle school, uh, we had a rainstorm that just had, I mean, it had the the, the gutters just as a river. Uh, water was flowing through there. My kids went out, and they're splashing around, and they're they're making a big mess, and I thought, I need to get out there with them. Right. And it kind of awakened a little kid in me. That I had I let stuff kind of take over. So I like what you just said there. Play with them outside.
2: Right. Because when they get older, sometimes it's easier to think... Well, I can sit on the porch and I can still get some work done because I'm at least watching right. them. But you know what? At the end of the day, then I'm the one that's missed out on the blessing mm-hmm. of the fun with yeah. with being with them. And that work's still going to be there no matter what. So we used to
1: do we used to do snowball fights, and Jean's mom bought us snowball makers. Oh, no. They're they're like tongs with two half balls on the <laughs> end, and you'd reach into the snow and crush into a snowball. And we'd make fifty snowballs for each fort. And, and, stack and then them up. we each get into the forts and then go at it. You know, oh my goodness. with about in fifty South Georgia, snowballs. I didn't
2: even know there was such a thing as a snowball maker. <laughs> you, use what
1: you got got. We've got them down. on our website, so just look. I'm joking about that.
0: <laughs> well, Danny, you and I both know that Jim Daly is the fun guy. He is going to gravitate toward having fun with his kids, um, and there are ways that we can do that, especially when they're younger. That don't take like uh, hours and days. It can just be moments of grabbing onto the opportunity in front of us. Uh, kids remember those moments far longer than some of the the bigger things that we plan to, uh, don't they?
3: They do. And it's so important to have fun in the home. It really is. And just the playfulness goes a long way in attachment, in the relationship. And we still play quite a bit. My son will bring his, his Nerf guns up. We'll just have a Nerf gun fight in the house. And uh, I will recently have my son and daughter decided to tackle me. And so we tackled and wrestled <laughs> together and they've gotten a lot stronger. So now they win, they tickle and I, I can't breathe. And I just, I'm trying to, and then I have to yell mercy and uh, we'll, we'll be playful with my, my wife as well. We'll, we'll surround her and come and, and just hug her and laugh together. It's just so important to do that. Sometimes we'll do board games at dinner time. And uh, we also sometimes we'll turn the light off in our house and play hide and seek. Still, oh, do you really? And uh, I yes, love the nineteen and seventeen and us as adults, and, <laughs> and we play hide and seek like we used to. And the kids still love that. We yeah. each, we we all have a little bit of kid in us. We just need to pull it out. Sometimes life hides it. Yeah, and
0: and I think the Lord's heart is fun. I mean, the pictures I enjoy most of Jesus. Uh, as I read scripture, are the moments where I can just picture him kind of leaning back, smiling, especially when the kids are around. He's he's not just giving them hugs. He's interacting with them. He's having fun with the children that are in his sphere. And that's a good reminder to me to have some fun. So uh, take moments right now. Let this podcast be a prompt for you. Um, connect with your kid and find ways to do that. When you get in touch with us, we've got great resources for you to inspire you to grab onto those moments that God gives you. Julie Lavender has recorded so many great ideas in her book, 365 Ways to Love Your Child. Uh, An element of fun is woven through these ideas, and we'll send a copy of that book to you. We'd ask that you make a donation of any amount to the ministry here. Maybe a one-time gift of $25 or $30 or an ongoing gift of $25 or $30. Uh, Pour into the ministry of Focus on the Family, and we'll say thanks by sending a copy of this book to you. All the details about the book and donating are in the episode notes. Also in the show notes, uh, a link to our free parenting assessment. Thousands have taken that. It's going to take maybe five, six minutes of your time. You fill it out, and you walk away with practical understandings of your strengths as a parent and maybe ways to improve Uh, one or two areas as well. Uh, That's our free parenting assessment. The link is in the show notes. We'll hear more from Julie next time about creative fun ideas uh, to encourage your kids. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.
1: A mysterious phone call and a new nemesis? Emily Jones and Matthew Parker are on the case. I just need to find out who this person is. Oh, it sounds like a real mystery. It all starts with a phone caller threatening to blackmail Jones and Parker's friend Jeremy. But this new nemesis won't stop there. Can Emily and Matthew figure out who this blackmailer is before it's too late? Solve the mystery with them by reading Jones and Parker Case Files, The Nemesis. It's the second book in the series with 16 new stories full of fun, faith, and intrigue. It's a great way for kids ages 8 to 12 to sharpen their detective skills while learning important values. Inspect clues, examine the evidence, and try to guess who done it.
3: This is going to be harder than I thought, Mr. Whitaker. Uh-huh. Oh, stop saying that, Priscilla. Relax. We're going to have a blast.
1: For more, go to Adventures and Odyssey.comslash Jones and Parker. That's Adventures and Odyssey.comslash Jones and Parker.